0: Welcome back, listeners, to the iHeartSTEAM Podcast. Welcome to the iHeartSTEAM Podcast with your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Bonnie has been working in the STEAM education profession for the past 12 years. Her mission is to share her story with educators like you that love STEM, STEAM, and project-based learning. Currently, she works with a team of educators creating the ultimate STEAM certified school. Let her share the good, the bad, and the joyful with you in her STEAM journey. Learn everything you will ever need to know about STEM and STEAM education right here. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Kirkley. listeners, and welcome back to the STEM podcast. Today, I want to share with you how the STEM journey got started at the school where I work at and how I get a, got involved with leading it. Um, so it all started with a STEM day. In Georgia, during May, we have a statewide STEM day you can sign up that you're participating. So about seven to eight years ago, we decided to participate for the first time. We all got an email said that we were going to participate. And if you wanted to participate in your classroom, please send us a grocery list of what you will need that day to do some exciting STEM activities. So many of us uh, participated. Some of us did not. It was optional. And that year, I decided to partner up with one of my good friends down in first grade. I was teaching fifth, and we thought, ooh, let's do that thing we've seen where they take a baby pool and they mix the cornstarch and water and create that non-Newtonian fluid has characteristics of a solid and a liquid, and let's let them play in it and walk across it and just blow their minds So we go get the baby pool, and then we start trying to calculate how much cornstarch we needed. That was some math that I I hope I never have to do again. You know, we ended up purchasing it through our um, food services where you can buy it in bulk. Thank goodness, because we bought it in all those tiny boxes. And By the way, Walmart would have not had enough cornstarch for us. But anyway, we got it, and then luckily, my friend, her husband is a contractor. He showed up with his contract crew, five-gallon buckets, and one of those industrial mixers that you can mix concrete and paint things with, and they began mixing the cornstarch for us. Thank goodness it takes some serious elbow grease to mix cornstarch and water. It gets thick fast. I think maybe we mixed 10 to 15 buckets, poured it in that baby pool, and then we started our day. We had first graders and fifth graders taking their shoes off and walking through the oobleck I guess you call it, and having so much fun seeing how it could be a solid, how it could also have characteristics of a liquid. And it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. And it did make a mess. And then came the part of, what do we do with this stuff now? So in the area that we did this, there's a big, huge outdoor drain. And we thought, hey, let's just mix as much water as we can with it and get it back really liquidy and pour it down the drain. So that's what we did. Then about, and you know, this was May in South Georgia, starting to get hot. It's about, hmm. Two or three days later, we started noticing this smell, and it's right where the buses load, so everybody walks past there, and everybody was like, oh my goodness, what is this smell? It's awful. Well, my partner and I, we knew what it was. It was our um, ooblick that we poured down the drain, and it had soured, and we didn't know how to really get rid of it, so no one was looking, we would go out there, and we'd spray down that drain with water hose and just hope and pray that maybe we were still getting rid of it. That was a lot of fun that year. Well, since then, I took over coordinating all of our STEAM activities at our facility, and I've tried to really bring some organization to this day. And Something that we realized was that it was happening in May, and we were waiting all year long to create this huge, exciting day. It's a lot like field day, but science experiments, STEM experiments. Um, And we really needed to move it to the beginning of the year because we want our kids excited all year. They look forward to this day. It's one of the most favorite days that they have. If you've never hosted a STEAM or STEM day at your school, you should. Let me tell you how we organize it now. So we have it in October, and it's organized by grade level. Each grade level teacher, and we have about four teachers per grade level, comes up with their own STEM or STEAM activity. It might be an experiment. It might be a design challenge. um, And we've really tried now to not just let it be Let's do the activity, but let's make sure we incorporate an investigative process or the engineering design process. And they go from teacher to teacher that day. Each teacher gets about an hour with a group and they rotate. So by the end of the day, they've done four really awesome experiments. They take their STEAM journals with them and they record in their STEAM journals what they were working on and they love it. And having it early in the year is the best time to do it. So since I've taken over, I'm the person now that gets to go to Walmart and buy all of these supplies. I don't have that grocery list pulled up in front of me. I totally should have. But let me just tell you some of the things that will be on that grocery list. 10 cans of shaving cream. 20 boxes of cornstarch, 600 paper plates, 1,000 small plastic cups this size, 20 boxes of food coloring, gallon-sized bags of baking soda. And so let me tell you, that is a fun Walmart trip. First of all, pulling up to the register and unloading all this stuff, I start getting the looks. Starts with the shaving cream. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, you're thinking, what are you doing with all this shaving cream? Um, Do you have a serious hairy leg problem? I don't know. And I think one time I was asked, are you building a bomb? No. And it's just so much fun. It's comical to go to Walmart on the day. But recently on the last day, I think was the most hilarious day ever. It was hot. Still hot in South Georgia in October, and it was hot that day. So my media um, specialist went with me, and she's a great friend of mine. I think we had four buggies full, full to the brim. We unload, you know, pay for all of our groceries, get them loaded back into the grocery carts, go out to her car, and... Somehow we got the hatch open to her Suburban. But, oh, I got to remember. We unloaded all the groceries. She had only opened the hatch, but had not unlocked the car. And then once all the groceries were in the car, she looks at me and she goes, I don't know where my keys are. And I think I laid them down somewhere in the back. And this car is loaded from the bottom of the back to the roof. And I looked at her and I said, are you serious? And she said, yes. I said, okay, well, listen, we we figured out the only way we could find them is to load them all back into the grocery car and keep looking. In the meantime, it was hot. So I thought we need to get into the door so we can start putting some of the groceries into that section of the car as we go through looking for these keys. So I see like there's this little hole at the top that maybe I could crawl over, get into the car and unlock the doors from the inside. And I'm wearing a skirt that day. I don't normally wear skirts, but I'm wearing a skirt that day. So I'm hot. I'm in this hot car crawling over groceries and I hit the unlock button. And then the alarm starts going off. No way to turn this alarm off. We don't have the keys yet. And at that moment, I lost all control. I fell over backwards, legs up in the air, and I couldn't control my laughter. I mean, I was just done. I mean, how can this happen? I mean, it was funny. It was crazy. And yes, eventually, we did find the keys. And they were at the bottom of the hatch under all the groceries. I think we spent 20 to 30 minutes in that parking lot with the alarm going off and with me just laughing hysterically. I mean, I couldn't get myself together. I love laughing like that, but I really needed to get myself together. But enough about that. Um, I want to tell you, this is how we got started. We started having the STEM day, and we realized how engaged our students were, and we are PBIS school. I don't know if you know what PBIS um, stands for or is, but it is a behavior tracking program, but we're a PBIS school, and you really don't want to have office referrals. But on STEM day, no one goes to the office. Every kid is excited about what they're doing. Every kid listens, every kid participates, and every kid just keeps on doing everything they're asked to do, and they have fun. Smiles are everywhere. Everywhere you go, people are happy. I'm not sure about the teachers, because it does wear them out, but they, at the end of the day, they're glad they did it, and they're glad that they um, participated, but they're worn out, and our teachers really do a bang-up job that day. So I want to encourage you to plan a STEM day. And if you're not sure, you know, leave me a, a review or check out my iHeartSteam blog. I actually have a post about it there. You can email me at bonnie at iHeartSteam.com. I would love to share my plan with you and help you plan one yourself. This is a very small part in our journey. You know, we're working on STEM certification now and You can't just have a STEM day and call yourself a STEM school. But this is what got us started, and we realized why we needed to do it, and the students love it. So plan your STEM day. Let me know if I can help you out. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if you like what you hear. And I can't wait for the next episode because I'm going to be hosting my first guest And I'm so, so excited to have a guest. She's a wonderful guest, and she has been working in the project-based learning field for quite some time. So I can't wait to share that episode with you. So tune in to the next episode and find out who our guest will be.